Welcome to the Marriage Today podcast. I'm Jimmy Evans. This is my wife, Karen. We're so glad that you are joining us. And we're talking about the bloodline blessing, the power of the bloodline blessing. And this will be one of the most important teachings you've ever heard. I promise you that. This, this changed our lives. And so, Karen, we're going to be talking about the, the bloodline blessing, but you also have a question. I do. It's for you. My wife and I are hurting, and our marriage is holding on by a thread. I seem to be struggling with generational sins and keep imagining my father in certain areas of my marriage. I don't want to keep making the same mistakes, but I don't know how to get out of this trench I'm in. What can we do? Well, this, this whole teaching that we're doing on Bloodline Blessing, we talk about iniquities. Mm-hmm. He says, I keep imagining my father. And th- by the way, this is a question from one of our listeners. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I keep imagining my father in my marriage. In other words, I'm, I'm playing out the same role that he did. Mm-hmm. Well, the iniquities, that this teaching, this whole series of podcasts that we're doing, my encouragement would be to listen to them, uh, to internalize them. Mm-hmm. We also have on EXO Now, uh, we have my 21-day inner healing journey mm-hmm. and 21-day total freedom journey. And it walks you literally through 21 days of freedom from mm-hmm. your past and, and inner healing. You're, you're going to continue to be in the ruts of your family until you're healed and set free. Mm-hmm. And being healed and set free, it's not one dimensional. Yeah. It's not like I can just push this button and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm set free. It's multidimensional. Mm-hmm. It's physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. And so I really would encourage you, you know, the XO Now is $9 a month as a subscription, but there are over 600 videos on there, but both of my uh, freedom journeys are on there. Uh, and I would really encourage you to do that because the, the bloodline blessing of Jesus the bloodline blessing of Abraham, what this teaching is about, it is available to every person, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. But you do have to press in. You have, yeah. to, you have to seek it out and, and walk through it. I've got a question from you from one okay. of our listeners. Whenever we get into a fight, it almost always ends with my wife saying that she is done with the marriage. She never actually leaves, but I feel like our marriage is always on the brink of divorce. How do I have a real conversation with her about this in a way that won't get heated? Mm-hmm. That's a good question. Um, well, and first of all, it sounds to me like there's probably some deep issues that probably need to be resolved. You know, like maybe she has a fear of rejection, yeah. you know, and so she's putting up the wall, you know, mm-hmm. you're not going to reject me, so I'll reject you first. Exactly. And um, so it sounds like, you know, maybe she might need to, you know, get some inner healing for herself from her past. It's like we said, you know, all along, everybody comes with baggage. There's no such thing as two people coming together that don't have baggage. That's right. We all come from the past of whatever happened, good or bad, you're carrying something into a relationship that your other, your spouse has not ever experienced. What you lived in, they didn't. Right. And so you're trying to combine two different pieces of luggage and it's just, it's difficult. Yeah. You know, you got dirty underwear, you got clean underwear, you yeah. got, you know, it's just, when I think back on all the things that you and I went through and um, how the Lord, I mean, that's one of the reasons we do what we do. It's because sovereignly God healed us and showed us how to help others. Right. Because we were in the trenches and no one there was there to help. Yeah. We had to navigate and figure it out through the Word of God and um, just you know sound teaching of truth. Yeah. And you know, and it, it's a cliche I know, but it's the truth. Truth, truth sets you free. That's right. And the more you know the truth, the more you're going to get set free. And so for her, you know, I would say concentrate on maybe letting the Lord touch your own heart, because that's what I had to do. I'd had, I just stopped looking at you and I just said, Lord, change me. 
you know, if you change me, I think exactly I can live with this. And that's so, exactly right. yeah. Well, and two, he might be too forceful with her. Mm -hmm. You know, she might just be saying, okay, you know, I can't deal with you. I can't talk to you. And so for him, because you said that to me, mm -hmm. you know, you, you would say to me at times, Jimmy, you're just too forceful. Yeah. You know? And if he's not a good listener, if he's not really listening, right. instead of thinking he has to fix everything. Right. So. Okay. Well, that's great. Well, we hope that this is helpful to you. This teaching is coming up and I promise you this is, this will be a very, very important teaching for you, not just for you, but generationally. This will be something that can set generations free within your family. And so we're going to go to this teaching. Now, let me also say this is the end of the year. We're a nonprofit ministry. We go all over the world helping people in their marriages. Would you please help us? If we've helped you, if we've touched your life, any amount helps. There's no gift too small, no gift too large. We would just appreciate you helping us financially. You can go on xomarriage.com forward slash give and make an end of year donation. It would bless us tremendously. Also, you can support us monthly. Whatever you can do, it would be a blessing. Now we're going to go. We're talking about the bloodline blessing and how the Bible tells us that we have a new bloodline rather than the genetic bloodline that we were born with that is polluted. We have a pure bloodline that we can attach ourselves to that deal with the problems of our past that all of us really are born into. And for many Christians, we live with not knowing we don't have to live with them. That Jesus came to give us a blessing that is phenomenal, a new bloodline. So I want to begin at the beginning, Genesis 17. This is about Abraham. And God comes to Abraham and here's what he says to Abraham. I will establish my covenant between me and you and your descendants after you in their generations for an everlasting covenant. This is everlasting to God means everlasting. To be God to you and your descendants after you. Also, I give to you and your descendants after you the land in which you are a stranger, all the land of Canaan is an everlasting possession and I will be their God. So now you have to remember the world is full of curses. Uh, Adam and Eve sinned. They were created in a paradise, a beautiful, wonderful paradise. The devil came and tempted them, and they rebelled. And when they rebelled, God pronounced curses over Adam and Eve and over the earth. So the world is full of curses until Abraham shows up. And Abraham shows up, and God comes to him. Now, this is a spiritual lineage that becomes a genetic lineage. The Jews today are all descendants of Abraham. So God comes to Abraham, and he says, I'm going to be God to you and all your descendants after you as an everlasting covenant. Okay, So today, the Jewish people are blessed. I mean, they're special by covenant. In fact, it is undeniable when God comes and blesses the Jewish people, it's undeniable. As an example is, you know, they're a tiny, they're only like, you know, maybe eight or 10 million Jews in the world today. They have more Nobel laureates than any other group of people more scientists, more nuclear scientists, more astrophysicists. They control the finance industry. They control the entertainment industry. That's why Hitler hated them. That's why the world has persecuted the, the Jews like they have. Militarily, the, you could put Israel in Lake Michigan and have room left over, but they're more powerful than all of the Arab nations around them combined that have millions and millions of square miles. And Israel's this tiny little country. They are smart and they are blessed. There is no doubt about that. So God comes to Abraham and he says to Abraham, you know, I'm going to put an everlasting covenant on you and all your descendants after you. And again, with all their mistakes, with all the things that have been done to the Jews, 
It is unmistakable in the world today those people are blessed. Okay, they're blessed of God. Okay, so here's the revelation now that the Apostle Paul, knowing that there was a bloodline blessing on Abraham, a genetic blessing on Abraham, here's what the Apostle Paul says in Galatians 3 about the death of Christ. It's remarkable. Galatians 3. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us, for it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree, and the cross was a tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Okay. So the blessing of Abraham, God comes to Abraham and says, you know, Abraham, I'm going to bless you. Now, uh, the, the rest of the world is cursed because of sin, but I'm going to come and I'm going to begin an agreement with you, a covenant with you and all your descendants after you, and I'm going to be God to you. And all the world, all the nations of the earth are going to be blessed through you, and I'm going to give you the land of Canaan as an everlasting possession. So he comes to him, and now the apostle Paul says, you know why Jesus died? Jesus died to pay for your sin, to remove the curse of sin, and to give you a new bloodline. The blessing of Abraham could come to the Gentiles. The word Gentile means non-Jew. The Jews don't need it. They already have it. We did not have it until Jesus died. And when Jesus died, he died to pay for our sins, to remove the curse of sin, and to give us a new bloodline. Okay, so Genesis 24, 1, you say, well, what, is, what exactly is the blessing of Abraham? Genesis 24, 1, Abraham was old, well advanced in age, and the Lord had blessed Abraham in all things. Okay. Jesus didn't die on the cross so we could be kind of blessed. Jesus didn't die on the cross so we could be mostly blessed. Jesus died on the cross so we could be totally blessed. Okay. Here's what Isaiah 53, 5 says about the death of Jesus. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our shalom, our peace was upon him and by his stripes we are healed. Now, when a Jewish person greets you, they'll say shalom. And here's what shalom means. May the total blessing of God be upon you. It doesn't mean you're kind of blessed or mostly blessed. It means you're blessed. You know, if you're 90% blessed, that 10% that you're not blessed in can make the other 90% seem like it's not there. If you just take a hammer and hit your thumb, you'll forget the rest of you feels okay. You know, because that, that thumb will hurt so bad. So if you're well but broke... You know, the well, the broke is what you're thinking about. You know, if you got all the money in the world, but you're sick, all that money in the world, you kind of forget about it because you're sick. So Jesus came so that we could be totally blessed. Abraham was old, well advanced in age, and the Lord had blessed him in all ways. That's what you want for your children. That's what you want for your grandchildren. And did you know something? Jesus said, if you being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? Did you know that in comparison to God, we're evil parents? He's the best parent in the universe. So God looks down from heaven and he wants his children to be totally blessed and he sent Jesus to pay for our sins, to remove the curse of sin. Remember, Jesus has redeemed us from the curse of the law. The curse of the law is you break the law, you're cursed. Okay? Curse is everyone who hangs on a tree. That the blessing of Abraham, remove that curse so the blessing of Abraham can come to the Gentiles. So uh, the good news 
is because of Jesus, our polluted bloodline, our cursed bloodline is now negated through Christ and we have been forgiven of our sins and we have a new bloodline. So that's the good news. Most of us would say, and I'm going to identify with this because I did. Most of us have been told that we, that we are going to have a disease because of our ancestors or that some malady is going to happen to us because of our bloodlines called genetics. Okay. So cancer, this is the big one. Okay. Cancer. You go to the doctor, they say cancer on your family. Tell me your family history. Uh, heart disease, deafness, uh, muscular sclerosis, muscular dystrophy, obesity, blindness, mental problems, blood diseases, diabetes, arthritis, premature death, all kinds of stuff. Um, they say it runs in your genes. And so many Christians feel as though that they have a target on their chest and they're waiting for it to hit. Am I going to be one of the, my family members who gets this or am I the lucky one who's not going to get this? And so literally, you just wait. You're just waiting. I'm waiting to see if the curse will hit. So my doctor um, that I went to for years, I don't go to anymore, but he was my mom and dad's doctor and both my brother's doctors. So he had all the scoop on me, to say the least. So I would go in. He's a good doctor. He's a great guy. I like him a lot. And he would have a little pep talk with me, and he would say, well, you know, you're going to probably get this and this and this. And when he said it, I'll, I'll tell you in a minute what I was thinking. And I never rebuked him and said, in the name of Jesus, you know, like, anything like that, you know. But while he was talking, I was thinking, I don't, I don't receive that. I don't, I'm not, I'm not going to receive that. And I'll tell you why in just a minute. But for most of us, we've had that conversation. And, and for some people, it's horrific. Because of their family history, they feel as though that... They're just set up. In, in some cases, it's just horrible what they're waiting on. Okay, so let me read you this article. This is a very interesting article from the New York Times. Very, very sad. This is the science uh, section of the New York Times. It says, a family's shared defect sheds light on the human genome. And this is the article. They said it was their family curse. A rare congenital deformity called syndalactic in which the thumb and index finger are fused together on one or both hands. Ten members of the extended clan were affected, and with each new birth, they told Stefan Mundelos of the Max Planck Institute for Molecular Genetics, the first question was always, how are the baby's hands? Are they normal? Now, everybody, I mean, you know, this, this is a common thing. Afflicted relatives describe feelings like outcasts in their village, convinced that their strange fingers repulsed everyone they knew, including their unaffected kin. One woman told me that she never received a hug from her father because he avoided her. The family, under promise of anonymity, is taking part in a study by Dr. Mundelos and his colleagues of the origin and development of limb mal malformations. And while the researchers cannot yet offer a way to pre prevent syndalacty or to entirely correct it through surgery, Dr. Mundelos has sought to replace the notion of a family curse with a rational answer for their condition. Okay. So this family, they're born like this. They're born with their fingers, and they're, they're different fingers that are fused together. But they're born with either one or both hands, their fingers fused together. Uh, 
Now, what the rest of this article talks about is the incredible difficulty of the human genome and going in and trying to fix this problem genetically. But what this doctor is saying is, and you, you feel sorry for this family. I mean, you know, there's 10 of them, and they have their fingers grown together, and it grosses everybody out. That's what they're saying. And even their own family members, you know, kind of like, you know, there's, there's something wrong. And so when a baby is born, their first question is, how are the hands? You know, it's just, you know, everybody can relate to this on some level. So you just, your heart breaks for them. But when I was reading this, the interesting thing to me is, first of all, the heartbreak of this family and how this goes with what I'm talking about. But um, the doctors don't have an answer. And the doctor says, let's give it a rational answer. Let's give this a rational answer. Well, I'm going to give you a rational answer. It's not going to be a medical answer. But I'm going to give you a rational answer. And what, here's what I want to say. Uh, that family, Jesus died for that family. And when he died for that family, he forgave whatever, whatever it was that caused the curse on that family. Okay. Jesus died to pay for that, to remove that curse. And I can tell you this, Abraham's fingers weren't grown together. Abraham didn't have that. So my genetics are not the Evans genetics. My genetics are the Abraham genetics. I have, through Christ, Jesus became a curse for us. Jesus didn't become a curse for us so we could live cursed. Jesus became a curse for us to take away the curse because cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. On the Friday afternoon that Jesus was dying, God put the total curse of humanity on Jesus and the sky grew black because what was happening to Jesus was so grotesque. He became sin. He took the whole curse of sin in his body on the cross so that we didn't have to live cursed. Okay, so, so let me say, so this poor family, they're living the way that they're living with a target on their chest. Okay. Well, I saw a woman on television one day, pretty woman, and she was maybe 40, 45 years old, and she was telling her story, and she said, um, my grandmother died of breast cancer, my mother died of breast cancer, all my aunts died of breast cancer, my sister died of breast cancer. And so she said, I am having preemptive double mastectomy. Uh, and she said, and I fear for my daughters because I think she had two or three daughters. And here's what she said. In our family, we don't call them breasts. We call them bombs because they're going to go off and kill us. Pretty woman. And you just think of her, think about this family. And when they're born, you're just saying, tell me it's a boy. Tell me it's a boy. No, it's a girl. Oh, dear God. Chances are that child is going to die when she's in her 30s or 40s or 50s of breast cancer. And a lot of people relate to this. My mother had breast cancer. And so she's a survivor of breast cancer. But imagine, imagine. And most people would look at that family and just think, what a nice family, you know. But not them. They, they feel cursed. I had a man in our church in Amarillo, and just I, I, would, I would say one word to describe this man, and it was distinguished. He was just, he was a very distinguished person. And uh, he was in our church and he dressed very, very well. He carried himself with tremendous dignity. And I preached his message one time. I can't remember what I preached on. But after my message, he came to talk to me. He was very, very disturbed. And uh, I said, are you okay? And he said, no. No, I'm not okay. And I said, uh, what's wrong? And he said, 
Did you know that insanity runs in my family? And when he said it, I just thought, what? Now, some people that would say, you know, insanity runs in your, my family. I go, <laughs> I can get that. I can see that. And uh, you might want to get checked. But he said, uh, did you know that insanity runs in my family? And I said, no. He said, my mother's insane. And, you know, I've got a cousin that's insane. He said, it's just throughout, throughout our family history, we have mental problems, severe mental problems. And he said, I'm worried about my son. And you just see, his, and, and this was a wealthy family. This, this was a great guy. But, but here's what I thought. This is interesting. The minute he told me that insanity ran in his family, I thought that's why he carries himself the way he does. He's afraid of being interpreted as being crazy. So he kind of goes to an extreme to carry himself as a very distinguished person that no one would ever say. He's a little nutty. And I felt so sorry for him because, again, here's a guy, strong Christian, very devout, good guy, target on the ship, waiting for the curse, the family curse to hit him. Hey, this is Brent Evans with Exo Marriage, and I want to thank you for listening to the Marriage Today podcast. We believe your marriage has a 100% chance of success if you do it God's way. If you enjoyed today's teaching and want to keep learning, hey, subscribe to the Marriage Today podcast and take some time to leave us a review. Your reviews help us spread the word and can encourage someone else in need. For more great marriage content, check out exomarriage.com where you can see all of our marriage building resources, articles, and live events.